welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass with my friend and co-host, Angela Donadio. Well, Angela, this is the final episode of our exploration on shame this month in celebration of the one-year anniversary of the Shame Off You book. And just renewing my mind with these beautiful truths from God's Word has been so refreshing and freeing. Thank you, Denise. And the scripture for this episode is taken from James chapter 4, verse 10. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up in honor. Such a beautiful promise from God in that verse there. Angela, our flesh resists being humbled. We don't want someone else to put us down, right? It's this natural reflex that does not want to believe we are less than. And yet, God has already delivered us from shame. Behind shame is ultimately a focus on self and pride because we fear what others will think of us. And humility is not going around denigrating ourselves. I love how C.S. Lewis put it. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. I agree. And I think just this topic of humility is going to be so helpful for any of our listeners that are struggling, as we both have, with shame and really conquering this villain once and for all in our lives. Yeah, because I think we can often have a backlash, the opposite. You know, like shame, sometimes people respond with pride. Mm. Sometimes they respond with low self-worth. Right. And then to try to get rid of it, you know, sometimes we can have a fake humility even, like, you know, Mm. just not thinking of myself that great. And that's not humility. So Mm. I love the way C.S. Lewis put that. There's a balance and a right understanding of who we are in Christ We get so wrapped up in our identity being tied to what we can do, but it is what Christ did that defines us. Proverbs 18.12 gives us this insight about humility being the key to restoring honor. Before his downfall, a person's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. So those of you who have read the book, Shame Off You, have learned about the cycle of shame, the cycle of redemption, how to remove shame biblically. But sometimes we don't go on to the restoring of honor. God restored our honor when he bore all of our sins. But how do we access honor? Through humility. It feels counterintuitive. We try to strive to be enough, but admitting that we are not enough is what brings us to the place of seeing our need and opens the doorway for God to restore our honor. I think this is just such a unique angle, and unfortunately, not enough is being talked about now in our culture about honor. Mm. There's a lack of dishonor, mm. you know, not only to our leaders, but to even of ourselves, honoring our body, honoring you know, our relationships and, and not just fixing what was wrong, but reinstating what is right. And I think that's so critical and it reflects the character of God, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. Yes. He is such a restorer. Mm. A lot of times, you know, when I was, my kids were growing up, I would tell them, you know, all the don'ts, mm. you know, but the, having the do's, the things that, Hey, let's do these things, replacing the don'ts mm-hmm. was so important. And we began to to really focus on that instead of so much don't, 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 don't. Well, you know, I'm music directing a show right now, South Pacific, and so my brain is in all of the music and the the score. There's a line where um, they're trying to pull the lead into the military fight, and they said, well, you know, this is what we're against, and we need you to join forces with us. And he said, I know what you're against. What are you for? 
Mm. And that really has struck with me. And sometimes I think as Christians, yeah, we focus on the don'ts, the don'ts, the don'ts. What are we for? Where's the restorative? Where's the redemptive? Mm. Where's the, the, the positive living in honor, living in wholeness that God really has called us to? Not just the negative don't list. That's that's important, but that's only half of the picture. Right. And it doesn't get rid of shame just mm-hmm. by saying, don't, I don't have exactly. shame. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no shame here. <laughs> well, admitting our need is also, it's, it's not a display of weakness, but a testament of relationship. Mm. I think we don't want to admit our need because we don't want to have to depend on someone else. There's that pride again. Mm-hmm. And being self-reliant is praised in our culture. Mm-hmm. But Christ created us for relationship, and He is our sufficiency, which means all we need. So our attempts at self-sufficiency can keep us bound in shame, and we don't come to Christ, who is our strength. That is so important. I've done that so many times in my life. And you just eventually you have to come to a place of of humbling yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I posted something a few weeks ago. It was a repost. It was a t-shirt I saw, and it said, either um, be humble or be humbled. So (laughs) we get to choose and I'm learning the hard way. Let's just humble ourselves on the front end and you won't have to be humbled on the back end if you know what I mean. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think I know what you mean. (laughs) Definitely experienced both uh, there. And you know, we can't fake humility. Mm. Um, You know, I've even tried to be humble on my own strength. (laughs) That doesn't work either. (laughs) But true humility is not just understanding our needful condition before holy God. It is believing it and living that reality out. That means we get on our knees and we ask God for help. You know, if we're not praying, if we're not getting into His Word, that is called self-reliance. I can do it on my own. Mm. But if I see how desperate I am... I am not going to miss that time with God. I need Him so much. And that is part of living out humility, is truly seeing that. But, you know, we have this issue of still being in the flesh, and it's hard to recognize that that automatic pride filter that rises when we are insulted or treated like we are less than others. Mm. We have this sense of justice, like we deserve better. So it takes some deprogramming of the philosophies of the world by renewing our minds in God's Word to be able to recognize pride for what it is, glorification of self. I love that phrase, our pride filter. I think if we we just understand that we all are prone mm-hmm. to pride, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who we are, it manifests itself in different ways, but we constantly have to to put on that filter of saying, is my reaction out of pride? And if we just keep that on every day and ask the Lord, show me if there's areas that I'm responding out of my own pride. He will be faithful to do that. And then he will breathe on those places that we've surrendered to him Mm. and not held back out of pride or like you said, self-reliance. Yes. You know, it's almost like we need to be cognizant of, we don't, you know, like we don't see it because it's so natural, Mm -hmm. but it is this, this pride filter and then the humility filter. Mm. What would Christ do? You know, we, that was very popular. What would Jesus do mm-hmm. for years? Um, but there's really some legitimacy to this. Is this what Christ would think? Mm. Is this the mind of Christ? When self is on the throne, we, we live by its rules. Everything becomes focused on pleasing self, and we are blinded to what our souls really need to worship one greater than us. 
Self on the throne will not truly make us happy. God on the throne of our hearts will. I think that's so great, Denise. And I think worship is one of the best tools to um, recalibrate our minds, recalibrate our hearts in His presence. And worship definitely, a true worship, really takes us off the throne. Mm. It might take us a few minutes to get to a place <laughs> of, of true worship, but when we've that that is what true worship is it's a place of an altar it's a place of surrender and we can't be on the throne and surrendering to God being on the throne at the same time so for worship to be a part of our lifestyle is so important amen another thing about humility is humility is required Micah 6 verse 8 says, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Scripture also says in James 4 6 that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I don't know about you, Angela, but I don't want to be in opposition to God, and I want to be used by Him. And sometimes a lot of dross has to be burned off so I can be used. And that scripture also says he gives grace to the humble. Mm. So how many of us don't want grace, right? (laughs) We want more grace. We want his favor. We want his peace. We want the mind of Christ, which keeps us in peace. So humility is a pathway to those things. Humility is not something to... um, It's almost like we look down on being humble. Like Mm -hmm. you said, our culture does. Um, I actually posted last week, you can hustle all day long. And hustle is the kind of buzzword. I'm hustling my business. I'm hustling for whatever. But hustle without humility is hollow. Mm. And it's very self-motivating that Mm. way. But when we're hustling because we want to see... Paul was a hustler. I mean, he was hustling all the time. He was moving. He was constantly on the move. He was constantly doing the next thing and the next thing. He never sat still. But there was also constant humility. And I think that's what actually gave him the wind in his sails to keep doing what God wanted him Mm. to do. Pride will sustain you temporarily, but it it will take you out eventually and you will not have the endurance that you really need to be used by God. Amen. Y'all tweet that. Angela Donadio (laughs) just said. (laughs) What was it? Wait, I already forgot. It was alliteration. H H H. Let me see. Hustle without humility is hollow. There you have it. See, I couldn't even remember. I'm humbled by that. I know. Me too. Well, this next point I thought of is God is humble. The creator of it all chose humility. We see in Christ the Lord over all this incredible humility when he came to bear our sins. In Philippians 2 verses 6 through 7, it says, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. Yes, if Jesus can demonstrate humility, I think we can yes. We can do it. And that, that passage um, really speaks to him washing the disciples' feet, which was like the lowest, most 
menial task that was to be done. In fact, Peter was like, stop doing that. You know, you're not going to wash my feet. That's beneath you. Mm. And the moment we start thinking something is beneath us, we're in trouble. Mm. Uh, My friend Jody Dietrich, who wrote The Jesus-Hearted Woman, one of her chapters is on humility. And I love the phrase. I just quoted it this past week when I was going through a disagreement with someone and I felt all these things, pride and I was being wronged and, oh, they don't like me or, you know, all those things we've Mm. talked about. And her phrase is, you can always go lower. Mm, You can always go lower. And that does not mean that we're walked on or that we just let someone wound us, but it means we can choose to be humble like Jesus and take the posture of a servant. How can I wash the dust off of your feet? That's what humility does. And when people are hurting other people, there's dust on their feet that needs to be washed Mm. off. And that goes back to being others-minded, to focus on what is their pain point, what, what might they be going through. My husband said, well, put yourself in their shoes. And literally when I did that, I thought, I'm not walking through the pain and the pressure that they're walking through this week. And that's where the disagreement came out of. And so I'm going to choose to go lower. Mm. I'm not responsible for that person. I'm responsible of whether or not I chose to take the posture of humility that Jesus has modeled for us. Mm. You know, I, I think when we think about the washing of the feet too, um, back then they weren't all wearing the nice shoes mm-hmm. that we have today. Mm-hmm. You know, it was filthy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going to tell you all, honestly, my son took off his shoes yesterday. (laughs) I'm thinking, get those away from me. So now I'm humbled. (laughs) Leave them on the front porch. (laughs) Well, and I mean, I've been to Israel a couple times and like, it's so much walking and they were not hopping in cars. They were walking. So it was everywhere you would go, they had to wash their feet off before you would eat Mm. or it's the dirt, it's the debris, it's the collection of things that life accumulates on us. And our role is to help wash it off of other people, and humility does that. We're not going to do that if we're not humble. Yes, and if Jesus, who is fully God, Mm -hmm. would choose the posture of humility, how much more should we? The word humility comes from the Latin term humus, which means earth, soil, dust, or dirt. We are dust returning to dust And yet God put His Spirit within us and gave us the greatest purpose of all, proclaiming Him to the world around us, not proclaiming us. Shame tries to point us back to who we were before Christ, to get us wrapped up in our abilities, anything to do with self. But humility points us back to the one who our lives really are all about, Jesus. You know, Denise, I think about what Paul said, I must decrease and he must increase. And that feels like a death, right? I mean, that's dying to ourselves, but alive to the Spirit is truly living. Yes, it is. Still, it can be hard to face shame that we encounter. Pride does well up within us, but we can ask God to help us think of ourselves less and think less of our shame, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the one who removed all of our shame. It takes the pressure off of us and is so freeing to admit that Christ is our righteousness. And you know there's a reward for humility. It is not like it is horrible to be humble. Our humble state before a holy God is the truth. It's our reality. And pride and shame lead us far away from the good things God has in store for those who remain humble. Proverbs 22.4 says, The reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches and honor 
and life. Mm, That's so great. And it has been such a wonderful month celebrating with you, Denise, this one-year anniversary. And we're in the final week, everyone, of the Shame Off You blog tour. But you can still enter to receive a box full of goodies, including a Shame Off You t-shirt, a free CD, and more. So pick up a copy of Shame Off You and leave a review on the retailer website to be entered into the Shame Off You giveaway. Just share the review through Denise's Facebook author page. The link is on this episode and you will be entered. The raw truth is that humility is required by our holy God. The radical grace is that admitting we are not enough is hard, but seeing our need opens the doorway for God to restore honor. And the real hope is when we humble ourselves, God will lift us up. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 